How do I hold this thing? I forgot. <laughs> With your feet. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot how, <laughs> how limber I was when we were doing the podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are Eric and Sarah. Welcome back after our several month hiatus, our first episode. Sorry if we're a little awkward or scattered. Yeah, I mean, it really is a skill to kind of organize your thoughts in a concise way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sarah and I are talking all the time, just like we just talk all the time. And then you turn on the microphones and you're like, how do talk Mm -hmm. us? Mm -hmm. It's just a much different thing because obviously when you're having normal conversation, you can just like pause for two minutes and like think. (laughs) And on the podcast, you're like, well, you gotta, it's a podcast, you gotta go. Mm -hmm. So here we are. Forgive us. Yeah. In today's episode, we wanted to avoid just doing a super long life update story time situation and kind of share what's been going on with us and what's happening for us now through the lens of like a specific topic that you might be able to relate to. Yeah. That's what I like to try to do here. So as you can tell by the title of this episode, we are going to be talking about cycling in new energy. Yes. So it's something that could sound obvious, like, yeah, you got to, you know, can't stay stagnant can't stay the same Mm -hmm. but it's much harder to actually do in practice yes because we all have our comfort zones and if you are in your life not enjoying the way your life is playing out or there's some experiences that are missing you need to make different choices right because we're kind of the sum of our experiences and our experiences are governed by our choices and that kind of shapes our identity right Mm -hmm. so want to have a different life want to be a different person make different choices yep seems simple but it ain't Mm -mm. so let's kind of i mean let's just start by talking about where we are and what we're doing Mm-hmm. So we're moving again, we're, we're moving again. Um, if you listen to the podcast, you know, our entire story and our journey thus far. We've been in Colorado since 2018, brief stint in California in 2020, 2021. Well, that was a lot of numbers. That was, I don't even know what you said. <laughs> Late 2020 to oh, okay. early 2021, we were in San Diego living with family just sorting things out. We've moved a number of times within Colorado as well. Mm. And we think our journey is finally coming to a close here. Yeah. It's been hard to kind of evaluate and figure out what we want. Mm -hmm. But part of what we want is to cycle in new energy. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've never felt super attached to any place that I've lived I've never felt like it's calling to my soul or anything in the way that I hear some people talk about places, right? Like we were visiting New York, which we'll talk about, um, visiting Eric's family. All of his sisters were there. And Eric's sister, Lauren, was talking about how she loves New York. She was like, I'm going to die in New York. Honestly, I know it. Like, 
she's in a different place and kind of like I don't know trying to figure out where to live right now Mm -hmm. but she like knows her destiny is to return to New York it is funny and some people just know that Mm -hmm. and I've like wanted that but I don't think I've been enough places in my life honestly yeah which is why I think I don't know I I feel like I I definitely like judge myself against people I know mostly my family because like everyone in my family like even my extended family you know who live out here in Colorado they love it out here and they never want to leave and like they just have everything they need out here and mm-hmm. then I have my family in New York who's kind of the same way like everyone's settled and like they know where they want to be and whatever and I think I kind of just like judge myself against all of those people mm-hmm. where I'm like why can't I just enjoy where I live like why do you have to keep moving and it's like well you just haven't f- then I think about it like I actually think about it. I'm like, well, you just haven't found that place yet. Like it's fine. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to beat yourself up because other people in your life know where they want to be and stay, you know? Right. And, you know, something that's come up when we've talked about moving cuz you know, we've considered staying in Colorado for like another year, right? Another lease or something. And we've kind of just throughout all these conversations, we've been like, isn't it funny how sometimes you talk to older people like not not even like old people, but just people who are like our parents' age. Yeah, like a generation older than us, even. And they're like, "Yeah, so when I, when I was younger, I you know I lived here, and then I and then I lived over here, and then I moved to this state, and like yeah, now I've been you know here for however long." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Wow, that's so cool." And then when you're living it, you're like, "Oh my god, we're are we crazy? Like we're moving we're moving again?" But it's like in like twenty years, even. We'll be talking to people, be like, yeah, we live in San Diego and Colorado and they moved here. And they'll be like, cool, whatever. Yeah. Like in hindsight, it's It's a part of their story. Yeah. And yeah, I I, I noticed that. And it's just very easy to compare yourself to other people who are your age. And we have now three sets of friends who have recently purchased homes Mm. here in Colorado. And... I've just been thinking like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to like not have to deal with moving and like landlords and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. But it's like I'm not even close to knowing where I want to buy a house, Mm -hmm. nor do I need to be, you know? Exactly. Just about giving yourself grace and realizing that life is an adventure. It really is. And definitely reframing, reframing it as that instead of being like, do I just don't know? Do I just not know what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you don't need to know everything all the time. Right. So we realized Eric and I are kind of homebodies, but we've always not wanted to be homebodies. We've always wanted to push ourselves to go out more and be more adventurous and spontaneous, which is a little bit hard in our current location. Yeah. So let's talk about New York a little. Mm-hmm. So we went to, well, we just went to New York a few weeks ago just to visit. We stayed for like a week, and yeah, the it was it was great seeing my family. Like all the normal stuff was fantastic, but the experience we really want to talk about is we went to see Hamilton on Broadway mm-hmm. in the city, and the entire day, like the entire trip into the city, was just so 
far away from what we usually do. Right. We took public transit. We like emerged from the train station into like the middle of New York. Because we you get in at Penn Station and it's like, you know, basically Times Square. Mm hmm. Yeah. And just so many people and so many lights. And mm -hmm. I realized that for like almost all of my life, I think I've identified as the kind of person who does not enjoy cities. And now that I think of that, it's just because I grew up in kind of a small town and my family wasn't particularly adventurous either. Actually, not really adventurous at all. I had like a very limited set of experiences and things I did growing up. And I think I just kind of stuck with that identity. And I realized looking back at the times I've spent in San Francisco when I was living there and the couple times we've been to New York, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy being surrounded by people. I like when people are awake all the time. Mm -hmm. it, makes it makes me feel, feel safe. safe. Yeah, yeah. And I was noticing just being in this sea of people, how like anonymous I felt. I felt like very insignificant, but in a way that is freeing almost, mm -hmm. as in there are so many people in the world and each of them is figuring out their, each of them is expressing what it means to be human in a different way. And most of them you'll never, ever see again if you pass them on the street. And it's very easy when you are working from home, living in a small town, and your job is social media, which is inherently self-centered, I would say. It's hard to remember that you're just one person and that really you can do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Sometimes you forget that there are other people out there. <laughs> there are so many ways to be. You don't need to emulate someone else mm -hmm. all the time yeah. or compare yourself. And I know people talk about New Yorkers and like, oh, I visited, I visited New York City and everyone was like rude and, you know, no one gives a shit about you there, you know? And I, and people kind of express that as like a negative especially when they're coming from like kansas city and everyone's just like <laughs> you know just like wandering around at a leisurely pace like howdy mm -hmm. how you doing yeah. you know and it's like wow i really went to new york and like and i feel like no one even like looked at me you you're know? getting like jostled around people right. aren't saying Exc excuse me when they're passing you or trying to get past you right and, and it's funny because then when I went back, so I grew up on Long Island, right? I grew up like an hour, 45 minutes, an hour away from the city. But we'd go in for shows and whatever. So I'm not from the city, but I've spent a lot of time there as a kid before I moved out here. When we emerged from Penn Station into the hustle and bustle and we're getting jostled around and no one gives a fuck about you, I was like, hell yeah. I was like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> And we're like, I'm like, all right, we're going up 7th Avenue. We're taking a right on 42nd. This is where the restaurant is. Yeah. I was just like, why Why am I such a... Curmudgeon? I was going to say, I was going to say homebody, but yeah, right. both, both fit. Like, I don't know why or how I've really developed this, 
like, yeah, I just want to like spend time at home and because when like, literally Eric is an an extrovert through and through, is always enlivened by interactions with other people. Every time we go see friends, every time there's a gathering, every time we're around his gigantic family, he's just like thriving and like in his element. And yet when we come back, I th- I honestly think it's because of where we live. Yeah. Like I don't, not to shit on Colorado or anything, I think what I've learned is that every place, it, it just, it's like chemistry between people. The same thing happens with places. And I just don't think this is the place where we are going to thrive. We don't really enjoy spending time in Denver. Oh my so God. So we're we... like, oh, we don't like cities, right? We like, we don't like going to Denver. But love New York City. When I think back, I have so many positive memories of San Francisco. And I remember when I left San Francisco and moved to Colorado, I was like, yeah, I just, I had to get out of the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why was, why was I like that? I don't know. I mean, I think back to, you know, my grandma and grandpa who live out here now, they lived in San Diego for a long time. And like, they live right downtown. So when I was younger, I would fly out and visit them either with my family or with a sibling or by myself. And I would just stay downtown and I would just like walk to the store. We'd walk to restaurants. We'd walk to get coffee. There'd be a ton of people around all the time. And those are some of my best memories. Right. Like I fucking loved it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, why don't we like doing stuff here? And we're like, oh, because we don't like the actual locations like we were in denver yesterday because the mets were in town Mm -hmm. they played the rockies here once a year and i always try to go to one game at least so we were there yesterday and i don't know we're just like we were talking we were talking to our buddy who came to the game with us and he doesn't love Denver. he lives there but he doesn't really like it i don't get it and we were kind of just like commiserating we're like i we just don't really like like this city and yet we had another friend there with us who lives in Boulder and is like, how do I want to describe him? Like the poster boy of, of oh Boulder. He, he loves it. He loves where he lives. He just loves his lifestyle. He's just out and about all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show that, I don't know, You, I think there is a place for everyone to feel really inspired and just in the right frame of mind because you're in the right location. And let me just say, the last thing I want to say about Denver is Sarah was, while we were driving <laughs> back home, Sarah was just like looking up people people's opinions on Denver, right? Because just, for context, if the, the housing market is crazy everywhere, but in Denver and in Colorado, what, the Denver metro area? It's, exp- it's, it's insane. It's here now, too. It's crazy, okay? So I just wanted to know, like, what what is selling people here is it just mostly people who like proximity to the mountains for winter sports because we have all of our friends who really love it here love the mountains Mm -hmm. you know yeah which is probably part of why we don't really feel the need to stay here you know of course yeah i mean it's yeah we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. and it's (laughs) so sarah just read a she read a comment from reddit i think out loud to me in the car (laughs) where she was like I guess the thread was like describe describe living in Denver in one sentence, mm-hmm. right? And the top comment was the best thing about living in Denver is that it's so close to Colorado. 
Mm-hmm. And I just find that so fucking spot on and hilarious because i don't know it's like its own it's just like its own little world Mm -hmm. and people think like when you fly into denver you're like i'm going to the mountains and you land in denver and you're in the it's basically kansas the denver (laughs) airport is in the middle of nowhere (laughs) it's on the east it's like east of denver and everything east of denver is the same as kansas which is the state to the east Mm -hmm. it's all just flat plains so I just wanted, I just, I really love that quote. And if you're familiar with Denver at all, you might laugh at it too. Yes. So. I want to talk a little bit more about New York just because it was such a transformative experience for us, I think. Mm -hmm. And we had a similar experience last year. We went to New York in the summer, Mm -hmm. went up to where Eric went to school, driving around there. It's beautiful. It's green and lush, which we love. And it's just nice to have family around. Mm -hmm. It's nice to be around. I mean, Eric's family is so different from mine and so different from me. And it's really nice to just be around that kind of energy, you know? It's funny because I feel like you say this quite often. Mm -hmm. You're like, before you were like, we were around Eric's giant family. And And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, my family's not actually that big. They're just very loud. <laughs> they are big, though. I mean, I know, because it's like, it's me, and I have four sisters, and they all have a significant other, and... Now, now two of them have babies. Now there are babies, and so, yes, there are a lot of people, but they definitely, like, they have the volume... It's a lot of energy, yeah. They have the volume of, like, twice as many people, twice as many normal people. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got the New York personality, the yeah. pizzazz, you know what I mean? Of course I know what you mean. I'm I live it. Mm-hmm. I live it every day of my life. So, on top of being surrounded by a bunch of people, which is very different from our everyday experience because we live alone and we work from home and we have like two friends who live in our in our mm-hmm. town. Yeah. Who do live very close to us, which is nice, mm-hmm. but we have to travel for the most part to meet up with anyone we know in Colorado. Yeah. So, when we were in, yeah, I want to bring it back to the actual city experience. So, th- like I said, the reason we went into the city that day was to see Hamilton, which, I mean, we watched on Disney Plus in 2020. And one of us, <clears throat> me, got addicted to. I would say both of us are or were addicted. Eric just takes obsession to a new level. I really do. Like. yeah just i've just been listening to the music like nonstop for a year and a half nonstop. so we went into the city took public transit went to a vegan restaurant because there are so many vegan restaurants in new york city and you know what our entire relationship eric and i have been like we don't really like going out to eat that much we like just making food at home and it's because there's really no i wouldn't say colorado's known for its food scene Colorado is known for having no food scene, I'd say. Like, really? I, I think it's a thing that it's is a beer scene. About. It's a craft beer scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, objectively, like I say this factually, mm-hmm. I don't believe there's enough di- diversity yes. anywhere in the state for there to be like a really good food scene. Because how could you have great Asian food or Italian food if I, I, I don't know? Right. No, that's definitely true. So. We, again, this is a case of us identifying with 
a certain thing just because it's how we've been doing things. But it's like, what if there were good restaurants everywhere and there was always something new to try and there were a lot of vegan options? Then maybe we could get more excited about doing that. And when we were looking up, hey, where could we eat before the show? And we just looked up vegan. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said before, Penn Station is only a few blocks away from Times Square, which is the biggest touristy place in New York City. So I, I, I was kind of thinking, I was like, well, may, there might not be that many like restaurants for us to eat at, like in this area, right? Because it's not like the cool, hip part of Manhattan, right? It's the touristy part of Manhattan. But lo and behold, it's just like you search vegan and it's just like on Google Maps. It's like just like so many places. Right. We ended up going to this place called Beyond Sushi, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's well, actually, I guess what it might sound (laughs) like now. Owned by the Beyond Meat Company. Right. No. (laughs) And we just we just got we just got food that we don't get anywhere else. That, yeah, that doesn't exist anywhere near where we live. And you know what? I have to confess that I'm just, I've become very, I mean, I guess I've, no, no, it's not true. I've become very anxious over the course of the pandemic about like going places, I think. And I'm kind of training myself out of that again. And I was just feeling a lot of anxiety about traveling to the city, not just from a, um, a COVID standpoint, but just the discomfort of being away from my safe place scares me. And I don't know. You sound know, like me. I don't know if I ever was quite like that, at least to this extent, before 2020. So I was honestly thinking, like, I'd rather not go. That's how convinced I was that it was going to be a really tiring uncomfortable experience to travel into the city and be there for several hours and then travel home Mm -hmm. and it was just the exact opposite experience for me it was super fun i felt really inspired just being in new york around all the people being in a just a different situation it's interesting hearing you talk about that kind of anxiety because that's like what I experienced too, right? Mm -hmm. Like being far away from my safe place. And I was thinking, this is a, this is a phrase that I keep thinking about um, because when we saw our friend Brett a few weeks ago, we were talking about moving and whatnot. And he was like, he was like, you know, man, wherever you go, there you are. (laughs) He has an extremely deep voice that I cannot do, but he said, wherever you go, there you are. And I'm like, okay, that's a famous phrase, but I guess I just hadn't heard it in a while or ever. I'm not sure. But I just, I just, it's just been in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, I, I guess going into, into the city that day really just like uh, rearranged my perspective a little. And it's yeah. like your safe space is like, it's where, it's where you are. Like, and it changes, right? Cause like you're getting dropped off at the train station. And you're like, okay, like I got to catch the train. Like, where do I stand? Are we going to get a seat? Where do we... And then you get on the train, you sit down. You're like, okay, I'm here for the next hour. I'm, this, this, is, this is my new safe space. Mm-hmm. I'm, this is my little zone on the train. I got my phone. I got my headphones. I got you. I got water. 
I'm here, <laughs> right? And then you get off the train and you're like, oh, God, now I'm in Penn Station. Jesus Christ. It's like the most overwhelming fucking place in the world. And then you're like meandering through and you get out and you have to walk to the restaurant. And you're like, I'm looking at my phone because I'm like, which way are we facing? We get to the restaurant. You sit down. And you're like, ah, now this is my this is my updated like area. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. And I think I've kind of just been keeping the wherever you go, there you are in the back of my mind in that mm-hmm. way. You know? Right. So, so I do want to come back a little bit more to how watching the show made us feel. But on this note on this topic of wherever you go, there you are. It is kind of saying that if you want to make a change in your life, you need to start with your mindset or with who you identify as, I guess, which again goes back to the choices you make. And so since we have come back, we have tried to not say that we have to wait until we're in a different place to start living the parts of our like new life that we're how do I put it so basically what we've been trying to do is the parts of our trip to New York that we enjoyed so much we've been trying to import those into our everyday life here we've been trying to go to more places and be less just obsessed with being comfortable and at home as I feel like for a lot of the past few years, we wouldn't even want to drive like 10 minutes to downtown and like find parking in this small town. We just wouldn't do it. And I'm like, well, if we say that going to new places and having new experiences and being out of our comfort zone is a good thing for us, we have to find a way to do that wherever we are. So if we're going to move in a month and a half, Mm -hmm. we have not been saying, well, once we, once we get to the new place we're going to be living, like that's when we'll, you know, get out and do more things. Yeah. Right. And it's like, like you said, no. Start adjusting now. Instead of saying, you know what? I just like being at home all the time. Pick a new thing you want to try a new personality you want to try on right like you have your entire life to try on all these different masks and see which one feels like home and that can change over the course of your lifetime and i think does yeah so the other day we just went to a new brewery and was Mm -hmm. like 12 minutes away and again like you said it's like uh do we really want to there's a brewery right here should we just go there yeah it's right there Or the other day, we walk this particular loop that's like 15 minutes near our house. And I just thought, let's walk the opposite direction. Let's walk the same loop, but in the opposite direction. And then I think we ended up in the middle of that loop deciding to go to extend it and walk for longer, right? And it's interesting the the things that you see that you don't notice when going in one direction. It was interesting. Yeah, like we were... And it's funny because... I definitely am the kind of person who gets, like, the the more I do things, the more I do one thing, the more comfortable I get mm-hmm. doing the thing, which I guess sounds obvious. But, like, walking our normal loop, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just is easy in my brain. Right. It's just like, yeah, this is where we go. I know exactly how far we are. Like, I, like, recognize all these houses and, like, I don't know. I'm kind of like, oh, well, we'll be back in seven and a half minutes because we're at this point. 
Then you go backwards and I'm like, I don't even know where I am. Right. Like, where am I? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm on the same loop in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But everything just looks different to me because I'm always like looking at the houses and the trees. And yeah. I just kept saying to Sarah, I'm like, this is all so new. But it's like the same shit we always walk by. Yeah. And then today, today we woke up and we went to the mall to get coffee. And the mall is right by Trader Joe's. So we were like, oh, we have, we brought home bagels from New York, of course. (laughs) And we ran out of cream cheese. So Trader Joe's has the best vegan cream cheese. And we were like, let's just stop at Trader Joe's on the way home. And we like got back to the car and I was like, should we just walk over there? And Sarah was like, yeah, if you want to. She's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know, just normally we would just get in the car and drive like 30 seconds to the Trader Joe's parking lot, park Mm -hmm. there, go in and go home. I was like, let's just walk across the two parking lots just because we never, we just literally never do that. Mm -hmm. And we did. Then it was great. Mm -hmm. Who knows what's going to happen when you just kind of change one thing, one small thing. And it can really be anything. It can be as minute as which direction you walk in or... I don't know what color you wear. I don't know. Or it could be as big as moving to a new city. Yeah, which we haven't even gotten into where we're planning to move. Do you want to? Sure. Also, isn't it funny how everything is true in that a lot of people in the self-development space recommend developing routines, like really solid routines to support you. And we're kind of advocating the opposite here. Like, if a routine is not serving you, or maybe it is serving you in some ways, but you just feel like you need a change, some new energy in your life, dismantle the routine. Make a new routine. Well, yeah. Yeah. The funniest part, like you said, every so many things can be true at the same time. Because while we're adopting this, like, let's go to this new brewery. Let's walk the opposite direction. We've also been waking up at 730 every mm-hmm. morning, which is we've something we've never been able to do which is wake up early i mean we've just always been like in the middle of being people who wake up early and people who wake up late like we would always get out of bed at like 9 30 which i it's like uh, okay it's fine it doesn't really matter but the the days were just feeling short to us and i don't know basically when we came back from new york we were two hours jet lagged right two hours earlier So we just, our bodies like naturally wanted to wake up at 7.30 Colorado time. And then we woke up the day after and we were like, let's keep doing this. Like, Mm -hmm. let's, let's not stay up until (laughs) one and then reset and wake up at nine. So we like went to bed at 11.30 and we've been going to bed at like 11.30 and waking up at 7.30. So while we're saying switch up your routine, like try something new. At the same time, we've implemented a new routine that has been really working for us and helping us. And we've been pretty routine about our exercise. Yeah, we've been waking up and going to the gym, mm-hmm. which for some reason historically has been difficult for us. Yeah. There's a lot of like waking up and pitter, what is it, pitter pattering? Sure. Right? <laughs> Dilly dallying. Dilly dallying. <laughs> Weedle waddling. <laughs> Poodle peedling. Schmoodle schmodling. Um, yeah. So I think when you're trying to determine which is a routine that is serving me and which maybe needs some new energy infused into it, I think a good question is, am I doing this because 
I enjoy it because it improves my sense of well-being or am I doing it because I don't know what else to do or I'm scared to try something new or I'm I've imposed limitations on myself and I think I can't stop doing this you know or is this just a thing I do because I literally never think about it right and I just do it like waking up and looking at your phone for an hour Mm -hmm. it's just like some things really do become kind of automatic yeah and to our detriment yeah and sometimes you need to evaluate what's become normal and say like like you said is this actually good Mm -hmm. or is it just what i'm used to Right. And I think we've been in a space for a while where life isn't bad, but it's just not great. I don't know. It's just kind of not medium. <laughs> and we started to question our beliefs, our routines, what we're identifying with, and uh, which brings us to where we're moving (laughs) yeah okay so the moving conversation i am going to try very hard to not make it bigger than it needs to be which is something i do (laughs) all the time with Mm -hmm. everything right you listen to the podcast you know how i tell stories i don't edit this shit (laughs) i just sometimes it takes me like seven minutes to tell a quick story Mm -hmm. which is something that sarah has recently mocked me for <laughs> i don't mock no, you i just it's I, funny i think we were like sitting eating dinner and you were like you like referenced a story that i had been telling and you were like you should tell the story really and then i'll tell the story okay <sighs> okay remember to bring it back to moving okay? okay this is the story the story is when we were in new york i took sarah to the town i grew up in and we're just driving around and it was like oh this is where i live this is where my friend dylan lived and we drove to part of the neighborhood where like one of my dad's close friends and thus his son is one of my see i'm doing it i feel myself doing it (laughs) i'm friends with his son uh he still lives there so we parked outside and i texted him i was like hey are you home i'm outside and while we were sitting there i noticed like there was this van in the driveway there was just like this blue van with like a met sticker and a jet sticker and a coexist sticker and i was like i feel like that van is really ringing a bell to me so we're waiting there for uh this guy to answer right this guy this guy my My dear family friend yeah dear family friend to answer to let me know if he's home and he's like oh i'm not home but you know you should have given me a heads up whatever and i was like oh yeah no problem whatever and i was like but wait whose van is outside and he was like oh my god that's your ex-girlfriend's dad's van he's doing work in my house and i was like i knew i recognized that fucking van i knew it and then i was kind of <laughs> glad that he wasn't home because i like didn't want to run into my ex's dad it would have been weird and then i came home and i told everyone the story basically individually Separately. <laughs> like seven times yeah um that's it that's the story now sarah's gonna tell it See, I, f- I feel like I try to be so succinct and maybe it's because I have a YouTube channel and I know that the average audience member has no attention span. Little to no attention span. No one has the highest attention span on the internet really anymore. So I, I cut things down and I assume people don't want to hear what I'm saying. Anyway, that's its own problem. 
Eric took me to his hometown. We were driving around his neighborhood and we noticed this van that he recognized and found out that it was his ex-girlfriend's father's van. See, but it doesn't, it doesn't. (laughs) I'm not saying that mine is better. It's just like, that's how I would present the story. And then I would let people ask questions. It's missing all the context. I understand. That's why people ask questions. Yeah. To get filled in on the context. Yes. Yes. But if they don't care, they don't ask. That's a good point. And I leave people no choice. I'm like, I don't care if you care. Yeah. I'm telling you every <laughs> single detail. Okay. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> so moving. I'm going to try to keep this one succinct was my point. We're thinking of moving to Atlanta. Atlantis. The Yeah, we're moving underwater. <laughs> so originally, we were just kind of like... I don't know. We we felt we saw my grandma and grandpa and we had lunch with them and we were just talking to them. They're like, where do you want to live? And they we I, I kind of just came to this conclusion while talking to them that like, really, we can go wherever we want. And I, I think that notion was like freaking me out for a while, like having not exactly choice paralysis, but being like, where do we go? Where do we belong? And then kind of just talking to them realized it's like you said it's an adventure mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't really matter right well it does matter but and they're 90 so when we explain a situation to them and they're like you'll be fine i trust them you know yeah yeah like people our age are like are you sure you want to move again and i'm like what do you know <laughs> tell me what do you know but yeah when grandma and grandpa are like you'll be fine wherever you go yeah and it's like okay So we were just kind of, we were just looking at cities in our price range and cities that people really like to live. And the two cities that stuck out to us were Atlanta and Pittsburgh. And we have friends that are from Pittsburgh and have lived there for a long time and no longer live there. And we got some good advice and some good info from them. One of my cousins, who I love very dearly and listens to this podcast (laughs) regularly, lives in atlanta so we've been talking to him and yeah we were also briefly considering a phoenix area Mm. but you know yeah so atlanta seems to be maybe potentially the place so we as of now it seems like we have a temporary living situation there a house sitting slash dog sitting (laughs) situation so if that pans out then we can put our stuff into storage, live there, it's pre-furnished. And if we don't end up loving it, we can reevaluate from there. But I hope we do. I don't anticipate getting there and being like, this is the worst place ever. We mm-hmm. absolutely cannot live here. And anybody who lives in Atlanta who's listening, DM us. Mm-hmm. DM me and tell us why you love it there because it's cool. Right. So, yeah. Where do you want to? Because this episode's not about like why we why we want to leave or why we why why we're picking a certain place. But right? it, it kind of is. And going back to the main theme, it's like we don't know where else to go. We can't cognitively figure out where is the best place for us to live without actually trying Experiencing it. Experiencing it. So rather than 
doing what we do, which is overanalyze things without taking action sometimes, especially me. I'm very in my head about everything. We're just going to go because why not? Because we can, because we're free. You know? Yeah. Because there's no reason not to, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. We, in the same, on the flip side of believing that we're behind because we don't have a house or, you know, we don't have kids or whatever, we're free. You know, we can do whatever we want for the most part. So... I just think it's a great time to lean into that, to try something radically different from what we've been living for the past five years, to be more adventurous, and just kind of welcome in new information, new perspective. Just new everything. I've been thinking a lot about perspective and how I just, I, I feel like I've gotten to this place where I just really want more of it in whatever way that means i've always really envied i don't know if envy is the right word looked up to my mom's sister is flight attendant and she's been just about everywhere in the world and her reality is just constant travel and she's taken me on a few trips she's the reason i was able to go to bali and to europe after i graduated high school and to china and I've just always thought it was really cool how comfortable she is everywhere she goes just because it's kind of like a muscle that you flex, like learning to believe that you'll be okay in a new place. Mm -hmm. So I wanted that for myself. Yeah, someone like her is the epitome of what I was talking about before, which is like she's always, she's just like always fine. She's always Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. even though she's always on the move. So unless there's anything else, I think that's all we've got to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you uh, next time. Bye. Bye.